I'm Sandra Jarvis, and you're listening to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, day 15 of the October 31 in 31 marathon. This is episode 22, Building Self-Confidence. Welcome to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, the podcast where we explore the voice in your head that makes you feel insignificant and keeps you wondering if you'll ever be enough. If you're ready to silence your inner mean girl so you can unleash the badass woman within, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl. So this week, I've been going through the six pillars for the self-love club, and it has gotten me really excited for this program. So seriously, I asked myself the question, what have I learned during the past five years of coaching and through all of my training that has changed the way I see myself and the way I love myself? And then I took all of my answers to those questions and I created this program. So it is going to be awesome. And like I said, this week I've been going through the pillars. And so today we're going to dive into pillar number five, which is self-confidence. So the definition of self-confidence is literally to be secure in yourself and your abilities. But what does that mean? (laughs) Well, I like to look at, at self-confidence as your ability to trust yourself and to know that you can experience anything, any emotion without being harmed. And also it's how you see yourself. It's your opinion of yourself. So I want to break these down today and just talk about each one in a little bit more detail. So what does it mean to trust yourself. I would say that this comes down to knowing that you are going to do what you say you will do specifically for yourself. All right. You're going to follow through on your plans. You're going to take care of yourself. You're going to do the responsible and useful things that will help you learn and grow and accomplish what you want to accomplish in life even when you don't feel like it. Now, this is very different from saying that you're going to do something and then hoping that you'll follow through. Because when you just hope that you'll follow through, it leaves all kinds of room for self-doubt. And many of us fall prey to our self-doubt when we haven't made a solid commitment and when we don't know exactly what we're going to do. So if you can't count on yourself, then you will never feel secure. You will never trust yourself and you'll never see yourself as being in charge of you. And if that's the case, you'll never have self-confidence. The ability to trust yourself comes from consistently following through on your word. And it comes from recognizing that you're not, well, that you, I'm trying to think of how to say this. It comes from recognizing that, that when you keep your word and do what you say you're going to do, 
then that translates into knowing that you can do anything, right? So that's the first part of self-confidence. It's learning to trust yourself. And, and as you learn to trust yourself, learning to do the hard things even when you don't want to. So the second part of self-confidence would be knowing that you can experience any emotion and it's not going to hurt you. And what I mean by that is this. So when you look at life, like our emotions are what make our lives good when they're good. And our emotions are what make our lives bad when they are bad. Truly, the worst thing that can ever happen to you is an emotion. All right. And you can argue that, you know, there are bad things that can happen that make you feel awful. But the truth is, it's how you feel about those things that create your experience of them. So a lot of us spend too much time in self-doubt because we're afraid of the emotions that might come. We don't know if we can handle them. And despite of despite the fact that our fears are just emotion, <laughs> we don't recognize that. And we we don't think that we're going to be able to process them and see them all the way through. When you are willing to experience any emotion and know that that's the worst thing that can happen, then you will be flooded with self-confidence. The ability to feel is like a safety net for anything you want to do. It takes the risk out of everything and, and changes your attitude to an attitude of bring it on right? Because you know that there's nothing that can harm you. I was talking to a client about this one day and, and she said, well, you're saying that emotion is the worst thing that can happen to you, but that's not true. And I was like, well, why do you say that? And she said, well, what about your accident? You severed your hand. And that seems to me like something that would be pretty bad. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so let's talk about that because you're right. Being in an accident that severed my dominant hand was a pretty awful experience, especially right in that moment. It was pretty awful. But here's the thing. The next morning, I had an experience that completely changed my attitude about it. And I chose in that moment to decide that I was going to be going or that I was going to see this accident as an opportunity for change and that I was going to do everything in my power to heal and to become something different, something better. And so although severing my hand was an awful experience through the next five years, I actually thrived as I went through 20 surgeries and hundreds of hours of physical therapy and a whole bunch of really painful medical procedures. And I was thriving because of the emotion that I chose to create around the circumstance. So was severing my hand awful? Well, yeah, it was awful, but I'll tell you the truth, more painful than the actual experience was the, all of the thoughts that I was having 
about what my life was going to look like going forward. I was thinking, why me? And how am I ever going to play my violin again? And how am I ever going to be happy again? How can I survive without my dominant hand? And those things, all of that fear, all of that worry, those were the things that felt awful. And so when you think about it, no matter how bad a physical injury is, the thing that makes it so awful is the way that you interpret the experience of it. So when you know that you can experience any emotion, then literally life takes on new meaning. And that's the second part of self-confidence. Now, the third part is your opinion of yourself. And I think that for most of us, we think that self-confidence comes from just this, from our opinion of ourselves, right? But the truth is that whenever you know that you can trust yourself and you know that you can experience any emotion, then your opinion of yourself is automatically adjusted. (laughs) And when you understand that, then your opinion of yourself almost becomes the least important in creating self-confidence. But a self-confident person will believe that they are good and they're capable and worthy. They're going to think that they're strong and competent and that they can take on whatever the world brings at them. Now, you don't even have to prove that those things are true because self-confidence is a feeling, right? And our feelings don't create results. Our Our feelings are results. They're the results of our thoughts. And so you don't have to prove to yourself that you're good and capable and worthy or strong and competent. You just have to believe that you are. When you believe these things, then you generate the feeling of self-confidence. And that becomes a powerful place to move throughout the world. So sometimes we don't want to have confidence because we think that that is going to show up as arrogance. So I want to talk about what is different between confidence and arrogance, all right? Arrogance is when you think that you're better than someone else, and you're trying to prove it. Arrogance comes from a place of creating false confidence, because you're trying to build yourself up by putting other people down. And arrogance works by trying to get a higher opinion of yourself simply through comparison. So, so the truth is arrogance isn't self-confidence at all. When you are self-confidence, you know that you're awesome and you know that everybody else is awesome too, that we're all just awesome in different ways. And a confident person is able to appreciate our the differences that all of us have and is able to recognize the strengths of other people as well. And so you don't have to compensate for your lack of whatever, whatever your lack is, by trying to compare yourself to other people and build yourself up there. All right. That's not confidence. That is arrogance. And 
when you are confident, when you know you can trust yourself, when you know that you can experience any emotion, when you know that you're an amazing person, then you don't have to be threatened by other people. And so arrogance is not the natural result of having confidence. Arrogance denies faults because it doesn't want to tolerate feeling any type of rejection. It doesn't want to tolerate feeling less than someone else. And that's why people who are arrogant often lie or exaggerate their abilities and their accomplishments because arrogance is based on fear, not on confidence. So remember, I said this before, self-confidence says that we are all capable. We are all amazing. We are all strong. We can handle our emotions. And confidence, self-confidence comes from an abundant feeling, not one of scarcity, not one of being afraid of what other people are doing or being. So why don't we have confidence? Like most of us are not self-confident. Why is that? Let's just explore that for a minute. If you look at the definition that I've just given you of confidence, then it becomes really obvious why you're not, why you're not confident. It's either that you don't trust yourself, you don't know how to manage your mind, and so you feel out of control with your feelings and your actions, and that leads you to letting yourself down consistently, which undermines your ability to trust yourself and stay in integrity. And those of us who are not confident are usually afraid of your emotions. Like you don't want to feel anything negative. So you either hide your emotions or you avoid your emotions or you shove your emotions down. And that makes you scared to do anything because you never know when the emotion is going to come bubbling up. You're always questioning your abilities. You feel like you have to do everything perfectly. And it creates a huge problem with being able to believe in yourself, right? And your opinion of yourself may be very low. So the thing is, we have to literally spend time creating positive thoughts about ourselves. Like positive thoughts about ourselves don't come naturally. Our brains are programmed to see what's wrong. We've talked about this before. And so your brain is always looking for the negative and that's what it will find if you are not on top of it. If you're not aware of what it's doing so that you can counteract it with positivity. So sometimes you just have to find thoughts that are positive about yourself and encourage your brain to believe them. Remember, thoughts create feelings and beliefs create states of being. And beliefs are literally just thoughts that you think over and over again. They're things that you've decided are true, so you hang on to them. Thinking thoughts that create confidence and then believing in those thoughts is a skill. 
So recognize that and decide on, like decide consciously on the things that you want to believe. All right. So some thoughts that might be keeping you stuck and out of self-confidence are things like this. Rejection is the worst thing that can happen to me. All right. I will tell you this. I am amazed by how many of my clients are terrified of being rejected. They will go out of their way to not do things in order to avoid the rejection of other people. Now, what's so interesting about that is that they literally reject themselves and decide in advance that they're not going to believe in in themselves so that they don't have to face the rejection of other people. (laughs) It's so interesting, right? They believe that rejection is worse than never trying. And that is so not true. They think that the less risks they take, the better, the more secure they'll feel. But really what happens when we take less risks, less risks is that we end up feeling stagnant and we don't feel good about ourselves. Another thought that keeps us from feeling self-confidence is that failure is bad. Failure is weakness. Failure is scary. Like all of the thoughts around failure keep us from doing so many things. And the truth is failure is proof that you're trying. Failure is is the process that it takes to learn and grow. If you try something and you fail, then you've always learned something, even if the only thing you learned was what doesn't work, right? Failure is not something to be afraid of. And so when you are able to recognize that and stop avoiding things because of the fear of failure, then your self-confidence can't help but grow. Now, another one that I hear a lot in my coaching is victimhood. Like, I'm a victim. I am always the victim. People are always hurting me. I am always having problems in life. You know, it's like, when you allow yourself to just see yourself as a victim, it's really difficult to have confidence. And so that's one of the things that I work with my clients on almost immediately. Whenever I sense victim energy, then we immediately start looking for where that is coming from. And that goes to the first um, five episodes that I did in this podcast in Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, because we talked about the different types of energy, right? There's the Um, survival energy and coping energy and thriving energy. And the survival energy is full of victim energy. And it creates this place that you just get stuck. You can't move forward and life feels pretty awful. So recognize that if you feel like a victim and you feel like you're just surviving, those are signs that There's something going on in your brain that's keeping you from thriving. And I'd love to help you if you're there. All right. So those are just a few thoughts, all right, that are 
things that keep you stuck in um, in non-confidence, <laughs> for lack of a better word. So let's talk about some things that can produce confidence. Because again, confidence is a feeling and our feelings come from our thoughts. So how about this? I was made for this. This, this is a powerful thought. I was made for this. This is something that I actually have used for myself in the past few years because I believe it's true. Like I have been wanting to help women increase their self-love and self-esteem for as long as I can remember, for as far back as I can remember. And so whenever I am struggling in my business, I often just think to myself, I was made for this. And it changes the way that I look at what I'm trying to do. All right. Here's another one. How about, so what? That's another thought that I often have because whenever something happens, when I fail, when I um, have a problem with another person, some sort of conflict, when I'm struggling to get something done, I can I can say to myself, so what? How important is this in the grand scheme of things? How much weight do I want to give this thing, right? And looking at it from that perspective of, so what? Does it really matter? I can tell you that most of the time, it doesn't matter. <laughs> most of the time, whatever's happening in the moment right now, I can let go of and I can change the trajectory of my life simply by looking at it intentionally. And so that thought, just so what? can be really powerful. Here's an interesting one, one that might be a little bit more difficult to believe, but that is really powerful. The better I fail, the more confident I am. So what does that mean? Well, I look at it as this, like whenever I go through, you know, I, I fail a lot in my business. I try things, I do things, and I fail all the time. I put out posts and nobody even looks at them. I don't get people liking my stuff. I offer things that that I only get one or two clients from. I, you know, I mean, those are all things that I just throw out and try and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. But what I'm learning is that the less time I spend thinking about that as failure, the more confident I become in putting out new things. Because if I feel like I have failed, if I tell myself I failed, if I focus on the failure, then that makes me afraid to try something new, right? But when I decide that failure is actually just another step on the road to success, then that allows me to be more confident to try something new. It allows me to look at the lessons I'm learning along the way and then just move forward. So that's a really awesome thing to think. The better I fail, the more confident I become. Um, another thought, I have my own back. Like, I know that I have my own back. I know that no matter what anyone else does and anyone else says, I am willing to go the distance for me. 
And so I don't have to worry about what other people think about me. I know that what they think about me is 100% about them. I don't have to worry about feeling rejected by other people because I won't reject myself. And so just knowing that I have my own back is a big deal. It helps me every single day. So those are some of my thoughts on self-confidence. And I want to just really quick, I should have probably said this at the beginning of the podcast, but I want to just really quick define the difference between confidence and self-confidence because confidence is really based on your knowledge of how to do something. You know that you can do something and so you're confident. You're confident that you can pour a glass of milk because you've done it a thousand times. You're confident that you know how to turn on your TV because you've done that a billion times, right? That is confidence. But self-confidence is a feeling that comes in from inside of you. And it comes from knowing that you can trust yourself. It comes from knowing that your emotions can't hurt you. And it comes from having a high opinion of yourself. So if you want more confidence, if that's something that's important to you and that you are ready to do the work around, then I want to invite you to come and be part of the self-love club. Because in the self-love club, we're going to be working on confidence. We are going to work on gaining awareness and power over your thoughts and feelings and actions, which will lead to greater confidence. We are going to learn about how to heal from trauma, how to heal the mind and the body. And I'll be giving you some powerful tools to help you thrive. We're going to uncover your story that keeps you in survival mode. And we're going to look at your coping mechanisms so that we can figure out what keeps you stuck and help you move forward and start to thrive. We're going to create your self-concept, which we talked about yesterday. And we're going to look at all those different parts of self-concept and decide who you are today and what you want in the future so that you can create a plan of how to get that. And then on top of all of that, you're going to get to make connections with other women who are also doing this work. The safe, the self-love club is a safe place for you to explore who you are and what you want so you can start living the life that you have always deserved. So if you have an inner mean girl who's kept you from really becoming the woman you want to be, then I encourage you to sign up for this program. All right. Registration opens on Monday morning and there are only eight spots in each group. So if you're interested, I encourage you to sign up on Monday. It will be conducted over Zoom and it includes weekly group calls where you learn concepts and get coaching. And I want to just reiterate that this is not a subscription program with videos and coaching calls where only a couple of people get coached. This is a small group meeting together, getting to know each other on an intimate basis, building relationships and supporting each other while also getting life-changing information and coaching from me. And it is all for just $97 a month. So if you're interested, check out the link in the show notes. Registration opens tomorrow on Monday morning. 
and um, it is going to be amazing. So, all right, that's it for today. I hope this has been helpful in helping you understand self-confidence and I hope you got some ideas of how you can increase your own self-confidence as you move forward. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. If you're enjoying the podcast, scroll down and leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you'd like more information on how to work with me, schedule a free consult using the link in the show notes. I'd love to chat about how coaching can help silence your inner mean girl and unleash the badass woman within. You've got nothing to lose except your negative self-talk. Schedule your consult today.